0: You want your five-star matches? <laughs> you want your 30-minute classics? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Big meaty men slapping me. <laughs> What is good ladies and gentlemen this is Randall Beatley and this is another episode of the slapping meat wrestling podcast this is our midweek podcast as we explained on the last episode the midweek podcast is going to be more of a, a fun lighthearted, hearted um, you know fantasy booking or you know, talking about favorite characters, you know, just sitting and talking about, you know, my experience with wrestling. Um or, you know, just just different things like that. And then the weekend podcast, um, which will be released either Saturday or Sunday, um, depending on the weekend, um will be more of a hey here's what happened in wrestling let's review these shows let's talk about this let's, let's actually talk about the product and not necessarily you know the fun stuff right because to me the more f- fun things to talk about would be what we're talking about today um or, and stuff like that um and, and the this week in wrestling um it, it's it's not that it's it's not that it's boring it's just not as fun to cover because I'm not a big fan of, like, reviewing wrestling shows, right? If, that's, if you have a podcast, there's a lot of wrestling podcasts, but what I've realized is a lot of them follow the same pattern. We're just going to review the matches, move by move, and, and, and discuss why we like that or why we didn't like it, right? And I just think got time for that, right? I want to have fun recording, and I want you guys to enjoy what I, you know, record. Um, and so, with that, let's let's discuss what we are talking about on this episode, and that is we are booking the world title picture for WWE from now at Extreme Rules. So, from Extreme Rules until Royal Rumble, um, and we're using we we're going to be logical here, right? We're going to use what we already know um about some of these things for example we know roman reigns will not be at extreme rules so while this is sort of fantasy booking we're going to be logical with it if roman reigns has already been announced as not being at extreme rules then no matter how you want to fantasy book it roman reigns shouldn't be on the card right now this is just the world title picture and i even broke it up a little bit more I, I wrote down who are going to be the major players in the story that I'm trying to tell. Because because the way I'm booking this, we go basically four pay-per-views, but I want to tell a long-term story over this these four months, over these four pay-per-views, premiere live events. I want to tell a long-term story... Um. And, and with that, so who are the major players? Who are going to be the major characters that I'm trying to or that I'm going to use within these these four premiere live events? Well, of course, you've got to have your champion because he is the world champion. So, of course, Roman Reigns is going to be there. And because Roman Reigns is going to be there, the bloodline is going to be there. Um, Seth Rollins is going to be a character. Austin Theory is going to be a character, although not super major. He will be a focus, um, and then Kevin Owens. Those are the four guys: Reigns, Rollins, Owens, and Theory. Those are the four guys, right? That I would that I'm booking around for these four Premier Live events for the World Title picture. Um, everything that I'm seeing on TV now leads me to believe that these are going to be the four main guys at this current moment, right? So let's just dive into it. We've explained the, the major players. We've explained that I'm only booking the world title picture, nothing else. So if you're, you know, maybe uh, at a later date, I'll book, you know, the women's championship or something like that. But for right now, I think the most interesting story that we have going on is the world title picture, and I think that's where people – really, this is a – Book Roman reigns is run right because um, the, the, everyone's like who who should he lose the title to um, and I don't necessarily think he should lose the title, but um, I think we need to make better storylines and when we get to the end here you'll see what I'm talking about with with where where I'm where I'm moving this story to so let's start with extreme rules. We know there's not going to be Roman reigns. So that means we got to use Rollins, Owens, and Theory to really set this story up. Like Roman Reigns doesn't have to be used at every Premier live event. Um, if you build the story, right, you know you got need Rollins to be built and you need Owens to have a, a major play and then you need Theory to have a major play, right? If you know that those are going to be your main players, right? So Roman doesn't have to be at Extreme Rules, right? So how do we do this? Um, I'm pretty sure, I haven't watched all of Raw, but I, I watched up to a certain point. Um, I'm pretty sure. I watched the beginning match and that was it for Raw so, um, on Monday night um, when it was um, live. And then I turned on the uh, Eagles game after that. Because I'll be honest, WWE, I love wrestling, but football comes before. I'm sorry, even if it's not my team, football comes before. That's so why I record it, and I, I would much rather record it so that I could go through the commercials. Because I was just watching the first match, made me want to like not being able to skip through the commercials really, really ruined the experience for me. Um, but Rollins ended up losing the match. If you don't, if you uh, don't haven't watched it yet, spoiler alert: Rollins loses to Lashley because of a riddle. Right, so this is setting up what I think, like my prediction. So I wrote this before Raw came on, just by the way, right? I booked this out before Raw came on, and I had Rollins versus Riddle in an Extreme Rules match. I think this is where we're headed. I think this was the most logical sense. Now, where they go with it and where I go with it might be different. Um, I think a lot of people are expecting Riddle to win this match historically that's what would happen in the WWE is Riddle would would end the feud, the victor. But I think if we're looking long-term, you got to understand, Or right, when I say long-term booking, I'm not meaning like a two-year story. I'm talking from point A to point B. So long-term to me would be from Extreme Rules through Royal Rumble. And I'm trying to tell this four months, that's all you really need is a four-month story, right? And I'm trying to tell the story with Rollins being really the main guy um, in the story. And so I have Rollins winning. So I have, in this match, both people are getting themselves over, right? Rollins gets over with his offense. Riddle gets over with his offense. But ultimately, you're going to have Seth use the weakness of Riddle, which is his emotion, how emotional he gets, um, and have Rollins continue to be, you know, use the entering psychology to, to, to exploit that weakness. And then ultimately, because this is a Extreme Rules match, that means it's no disqualification. We end this storyline with Rollins winning, but we move Riddle into another storyline, which to me is going to be the Judgment Day. Uh, so Finn and Priest come out and attack Riddle, which allows Rollins to you know put on his finisher do the stomp win the match and and I know the riddle fans are going to be like well why would riddle lose again well it's not about the individual match I, again I've said this before I've said it again I'm going to say it again the, the, the who wins and who loses the match doesn't matter it's do you move from storyline to storyline And it makes sense, right? And so this doesn't make sense because there seems to be some sort of recruitment going on with the Judgment Day for Riddle. And then we're moving Rollins. We need Rollins to be over. We need Rollins to continue to win so that he's seen as a legitimate threat, right? Um, So that's where we start out. The other main part of the story that I'm trying to build here is theory. I have a feeling he's going to face Gargano at Extreme Rules. um, And so that would be the match. And I would have Kevin Owens' attack theory at some point during the match, which causes um, either a DQ or, you know, maybe it's the ref is down or something happens, right, where Kevin Owens comes out. It doesn't even have to be really an, an attack. It could just be a distraction, and which allows Gargano to pick up the win, right? So those are the two main things that I would really want to see coming out of Extreme Rules to really build my story. So what we have is Rollins on top. What's Rollins going to do the night after Extreme Rules? Well, I'm tired. You know, I have finally got Riddle off my back. Now I'm going for gold, right? That's where he's going to go. And then you'll have Theory and Gargano upset. Not really a Gargano upset, but Theory upset with, with Kevin Owens. All right. So now we move into Crown Jewel. It's only about a month later after Extreme Rules. So what do we do? Well, we know we have Roman, what well, we know we have Roman and Logan Paul. So Crown Jewel has always been I'm going to go ahead and readdress this. Um and I'll probably readdress it again on the weekend podcast. Um you know, initially I was upset with this match, but then the more and more I thought about it, Roman and Logan Paul was the best match for business right this is a throwaway show it's the one of the least watched shows of the year and you're trying to get some name brand recognition and Logan Paul does that it's i i I don't hate the match um I think Roman beats Logan Paul pretty easily in my opinion um Roman beats Logan Paul um this is just a—but also, the reason I like this match at Crown Jewel is because it—Logan Paul is going to take the pin, and it doesn't hurt someone like Owens or Rollins or someone else to to, to not take the pin because it's—they're going to keep Roman as champion for, I, I don't know how long, but definitely a little bit longer, maybe through Mania season, who knows. Um, but yeah, Roman beats Logan Paul. So the other two matches that we set up, so what do we have? We have the build-up till Crown Jewel. We have Seth saying he should be the number one contender. Roman, stop running from me, right? And then you have Kevin Owens come out and say, look, I'm the best thing in, in, in on Raw right now. I'm the best thing in the WWE right now. I should be number one contender. So we have Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens for the number one contendership. Right. Then the other match we have scheduled would be Austin Theory versus Johnny Gargano for the Money in the Bank contract. Um, That would be the other thing that we schedule now. Seth KO happens first. This is the match that starts the show in in Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. You start the night with Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. It becomes a very good match. You know, very good match. They're fighting for number one contender. Austin Theory comes out and and attacks Kevin Owens, causing a DQ, causing them to say no one is the official number one contender. Seems like a waste of time, right? But this has to happen so the next thing can happen, which is Kevin Owens gets mad and says, I want into the match for the money in the bank. So Theory... Versus Gargano becomes a triple threat. Theory versus Gargano versus Kevin Owens. For the Money in the Bank contract. In the end, Theory retains. But you're you're, you're building that Theory versus Owens storyline. Right? Gargano's just a, a, a background player here. Right? In this storyline. So you end Crown Jewel essentially with Seth... Upset because he's not number one contender. There's no number one contender. And really what you're building here is Theory versus Owens as your takeaway to go into a few weeks later. Survivor series with the big announcement that came out Monday. War Games. So what are the What's the big thing we're doing at War Games? Um there's two matches. So the, the really the big thing I'm really trying to build at war games is um I did predict the women's war game match and we'll we'll talk about that first. But the big match for the title picture really would be what does Roman do? Like what's going on with the war. So we'll break down the two war games matches. I think those are gonna be the really two important storylines. For us, the women's—I think the women's is very easy to predict. You'll have your your face team team Bianca, which Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Raquel Rodriguez, and you'll either get Shotzi or Aaliyah, one of the two, and that'll be those five. And then you'll get damage control with Dakota Kai, Io, Shir- Io Sky, excuse me, and Bailey, and then the Bailey will say we have two, we have you know we have two others we have. You'll see, you'll find out the night of, right? It's in Boston. Sasha Banks has. Sasha and Naomi, that's when they're debuting. I'm 100% convinced. We're waiting to November 26th, I think, is the date. Um, Thanksgiving Day weekend, Sasha Banks returns in Boston to Big Pop. To a Big Pop. And... Ultimately I think they win And what eventually happens is Sasha and Naomi Say you know what Dakota Io we never really lost those titles We want to fight you for them right But the main match that we're here for To talk about Is The men's war games match Which there are multiple different ways You could do the men's You don't necessarily have to put the bloodline in it But I think it's the most logical um. So the Bloodline, Roman, Jay, Jimmy, Solo, and Sammy. Now, traditional uh, war games is only 4-on-4. Four four. So Roman doesn't necessarily have to be in the match. But for my story, I do have Roman in the match. I do have it 5-on-5. Five five. And who are they facing? Well, I, I I picked Sheamus, Rich Holland, Butch, the Brawling Brutes. Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre so the Brawling Brutes of Butch and Ridge Holland have I guess recently have won the number one contendership to face the Usos and I think they're going to build a story out of that that may culminate here at Survivor Series um, and then Sheamus because he's part of the Brawling Brutes Kevin Owens because he's the main character there's a reason Owen's has to be in this match and then Drew McIntyre you could use like you know the scottish heritage that, that sort of matches with Sheamus and he has history with Roman the main thing that has to happen sammy distracts roman reigns roman reigns because of the distraction gets pinned by Kevin Owens in the bloodline and loses this match. Now, this is important because Roman hasn't been pinned in, like, five years, it seems. I know it's been less than that, um, but Roman hasn't been pinned in a long time, over a 1,000 days, and at this point, it's going to be a lot longer than that. I get that it's sort of a tag match, but to have Roman pinned, now, this doesn't ruin Roman. It builds story. So the next day after that, as we're leading towards the build into day one, um, you know, the show after Sammy gets basically kicked out. Jay wants to kick him out. Jay's tired of it, of Sammy. And Roman says, no, no, no. This is what we're going to do. Sammy gets to, gets to pay for his sins. Sammy gets to pay for his iniquity. If Sammy can beat me at day one, you know, excuse me, I wasn't going to work day one, but if Sammy can win and beat me at day one, he could stay in the bloodline. Non title match, no disqualification, no rules, Sammy versus Roman. Right? We're also building, again, Seth saying, you know, I'm tired of being, Roman, quit hiding from me. I'm the number one contender, to which Kevin Owens comes out and says, they declared no one the number one contender. It was a disqualification. Plus, I just pinned Roman Reigns. And so they make it again, a number one contenders match with a guaranteed match at Royal Rumble between Seth and Kevin Owens. All right, so it's also very important to understand where the event day one is taking place. It's taking place in Atlanta, Georgia. That's very important. So now we've set up day one. The the, the two big matches happening at day one. Seth versus Kevin Owens. Bloodline versus or Roman versus Sammy for a non-title, no-DQ match. In said match, let's, uh, let's talk about Seth and Kevin. Seth Rollins reta- uh, wins clean, gets his guaranteed match against Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. So we move on to your main event, right? No rules, no DQ, non-title match, Roman versus Sammy, and Roman's just beating Sammy bad. And then the bloodline come out, and the bloodline um, just start waylaying out Sammy. Quick, you know, five-minute match, and then they beat him after the bell. Roman wins. They beat. They start beating up Sammy after the bell. And all of a sudden, the lights go out. They come back on, and Judgment Day is in the middle of the ring, and they attack the bloodline and Roman Reigns. Now, Why? But then all of a sudden, lights go back out, come back on, and Judgment Day is gone. And then all of a sudden, you hear the following words get played over the speaker. A-Town. A-Town down. down. Austin Theory runs to the ring. He cashes in, gives the briefcase to the ref who calls for the bell, and the bell rings, which means it's official. This is an official cash-in. As he is setting up his finisher, Kevin Owens attacks Austin Theory. Setting up a spear by Roman, Roman retains and escapes the cash-in. I think this is the only way we could save this money in the bank with Theory. Because they're definitely pulling all support for him. Theory gets thrown out of the picture now. We don't really need to worry about about Theory. He's really just a minor character in the storyline really just to create that animosity between him and Kevin so now we get to Royal Rumble now we get to Royal Rumble this is very important this is probably the most important thing that I booked the longest thing that I booked it's a so we have Seth versus Roman. And it's going to be a ladder match. And it's very important. You have both titles. United... Excuse me. Universal and the WWE titles are both hanging from the top of the the arena. The match is simple. Just put on a good offensive show for both people. Get yourself both over. The finish is more of what I really wanted to talk about. Because the finish to this match is super important. So basically, we're going to set it up this way. You just had a slobber knocker of a match. You got Roman and Seth at the top of the ladder. And it essentially looks like this. Roman's pulling on the Universal Championship. Seth is pulling on the WWE Championship while they're pulling with one hand, they're punching with the, punching the other guy with their other hand, right? Then all of a sudden the Kevin Owens with the help of Sami Zayn knock over the ladder. Roman and Seth are dangling from basically holding on to the titles, dangling from the ceiling basically. Right? They both fall at the same time, each holding their respective title that they were pulling on. And the ref's decision, then, is guess what? Roman's going to remain Universal Champion, but Seth will be declared WWE Champion. We split the titles. They're no longer unified. This was the goal from the beginning, but it also sets up WrestleMania. Right, so this was the ultimate goal, to, to, to make the uh, titles no longer unified. And we accomplished that through four months of storyline, which gives us a reason to have the following two WrestleMania matches. Because at Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes returns, and he wins the Royal Rumble. He calls out. Seth Rollins. And we have Seth versus Cody for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes wins that match all day, every day. Cody Rhodes wins that match. We then have Roman Reigns, who's pissed off that Kevin screwed him of his championship Even though he still has the universal title, which is important. Because one, Roman doesn't take a pin in a singles match. Like Getting pinned in a war game, sort of like tag team match, isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world. Um, especially with like a distraction behind it. Maybe it could be like a halouva kick. It doesn't really have to be a, a distraction. Maybe he's going for a kick and the guy dodges and Roman gets hit instead. Um, right? Um, that's the easiest thing, right? But then you have Sammy and Kevin, you know, at Royal Rumble knocking over the ladder, costing the WWE Championship, so Roman's mad, and he calls out Kevin Owens. And at WrestleMania, for the Universal Championship, we have Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. Now, Roman Reigns can win this match. Where What happens at WrestleMania, I haven't even thought about. You could have Kevin Owens lose... You could have Kevin Owens lose. You could have Kevin Owens win. You know, maybe Sammy goes to help Kevin, but the bloodline stops it, and you you form a tag team with Sammy and Kevin, and they maybe win, you know, de- you unify the tag team champions or whatever, and that's leading past WrestleMania. I don't really want to think about that at the moment. Four or five months ahead is all I really want to think about. But what I really want to show you people is that I just booked, granted, I just did the world title picture, and that took me time. That took me about an hour and a half, and it's really been about a week just thinking about it, just the men's title picture for the world championship, not considering what I'm going to do with the United States and the Intercontinental and all the women's belts and the tag team belts, right? I need you to think about how First off, long-term booking works better. Now, what I need to also emphasize is once I write that down, right, it's written. Like if I was Triple H and I wrote that down on paper, we're not changing plans unless someone gets hurt. And then we'll, we'll figure out how to, to manipulate the plan. But Vince McMahon was so easy. And this is the, probably one of the only things that irritated me about Vince was that he would he wouldn't long-term book. He would throw things at the wall, and if it didn't stick, he threw it away. And so we just had a bunch of random segments happen, especially over the last five years, that really had no payoff because Vince was just throwing shit at the wall. With this, we have a point A to point B. We know where we're going. We know the results we want. Now it's up to the performers to put on that show. That's what I want out of my wrestling show, right? But I also want to show you it's hard to book. Cause that, like I said, that took me a week really to think about how to do all of that. And that's just the main title picture. That's not including the mid-card and the women's division and the tag division and and all the other stories you gotta put together. Right? How am I gonna book Riddle now that he gets thrown to the judgment day? What happens there, right? And so for four months of booking, I mean, it's, it takes a long time to do it. And really the idea that I wanted to to pursue here is one, I think I'm, I'm good with doing it, but two, it's not as easy as we, the fans want to make it out to be, to book an entire show with a storyline that makes sense and leads into other storylines, right? Right. Right. So, with, with this episode, I wanted to keep it short. I wanted to keep it lighthearted. I wanted to keep it sort of, you know, fun. I thought it was fun. Um, let me know what you guys think um, about, you know, my plans. If, you know, would you accept the storyline that I created? What would you change? What would you alter? Would you keep some stuff the same? Um, I really want to know. Uh, so this has been a, another quick episode of the, um, slapping meat wrestling podcast. I am your host, Randall Beatley. Thank you for listening. And I will see you on the next episode.